Hey everyone, this is Peter Bukowski, your host, obviously, and this was recorded right after the game before we heard from Aaron Rodgers about his status for week 18. He said after the game that he intends to play, that he expects the starters to play, and we'll see if Matt LaFleur agrees, but presumably that means that they will go. We speculated on that in in this episode, and I just wanted everyone to know that this was recorded before that happened. The Packers are your number one seed. Let's get into the episode. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Set. Your team Bob. every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter McCow, going to cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. The Green Bay Packers are the number one seed in the National Football Conference. They take down the Minnesota Vikings 37-10 to in a game that makes them the first team to go 13-3. and Well, to have 13 wins in three consecutive seasons. They will secure the first round bye in three consecutive seasons. Matt LaFleur has never not had a first round bye, and they will be the number one seed for two consecutive seasons. This was the complete game we had been waiting to see from the Green Bay Packers. Offense, defense, special teams. And I don't want to run away from the Sean Mannion part of this. The Sean Mannion of it all, if this were succession. Kirk Cousins didn't play. Right. And we knew Kirk Cousins wasn't going to play. And so you say, well, but they didn't they, they didn't play a tough opponent. And early on that first drive, it looked a little uh, tenuous where they're getting those those little uh, boot actions and getting Tyler Conklin open and they're finding some holes in the Packers defense. After that, though, the Packers defense locked this offense down. They had four straight three and outs at one point um, and half a dozen in the game. The defense didn't do what I thought they would do, didn't do what I suggested on this show they do. And that is say, forget the two shell, forget two deep safeties, commit to stopping Dalvin Cook and force Sean Mannion to beat you. Instead, what they did is they said, no, we are going to be the team that we want to be, that we have always been and we have always committed to being. We're going to play two shell. And if we execute, we can stop the run with these light boxes because we're not worried about what's going on on the outside. And that is exactly what the Green Bay Packers did in this game. I talked about this a couple years ago. A long time listeners will may remember, may remember. I, I did this bit with Dom Capers. I did it with Mike Patton. And it's not, it's not a bit like it's a joke, but 
the defensive coordinator always looks better when the team executes at a high level. And in this game, Dalvin Cook was not the leading rusher. Do you know who was the leading rusher in this game for the Minnesota Vikings? Sean Mannion. Two carries for 14 yards on scrambles with the game mostly out of reach. Dalvin Cook, nine carries, 13 yards in this game. He had three catches for zero yards. Justin Jefferson, six catches for 58 yards. Alan Lazard, for his part, more productive than Justin Jefferson in this game. Joe Barry said, we're going to be us, but we're going to execute better. We're going to play better. And the front responded. He swapped the linebackers. Rashawn Gary have been having some issues with edge contain, with backside contain. And so Joe Barry said, all right, I'm going to flip these guys. Well, what did they do? They went out and rewarded that faith. Preston Smith had a sack. He broke up a pass. He had two TFLs. Rashawn Gary had a sack and two TFLs. He put four more quarterback hits on the board. This defense played fast. They executed. Eric Stokes, again, don't throw at him. Russell Douglas almost had a pick, although they used that to their advantage on one of the plays. Chris Barnes almost had a pick six. Uh, and you got the high-level execution that we had come to expect from this defense in the middle parts of the season. They didn't say, we're going to change for you. They said, we're going to do what we want to do and make you beat us, and the Vikings couldn't do it. That is a team with an identity, a team with purpose and with confidence of purpose to say, look, I know we didn't play last two weeks the way that we wanted to play against a backup quarterback and a bad quarterback. Tyler Huntley, not a bad quarterback, but is in fact a backup. And they came in against another backup quarterback and said, Fine. This is an opportunity to execute, not to change the plan, because in the playoffs against Dak Prescott, against Tom Brady, against Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, if you get to the Super Bowl, you're going to want to play this two shell. You're going to want to stop the run with light boxes. You're not going to want to give up big plays with the Packers didn't in this game. The Packers didn't commit a penalty until late, late, late in the fourth quarter up, you know, 20 plus. The Vikings didn't get to 100 yards in this game until the Packers got to 30 points. That is a complete performance. And we haven't even really talked about the offense, and that is for good reason. You expect the Green Bay Packers to go out there and do what the Green Bay Packers did. Aaron Rodgers, 29 of 38, 288 and two touchdowns, a one a shade under a 115 passer rating. He is going to be the league MVP, unless Joe Burrow throws for 700 yards next week and eight touchdowns or something crazy. This team, on special teams, on special teams, they make some changes. Eric Stokes is out there, gunner on punts. They've got starters out there playing special teams. This is, you want to talk about all in. You want to talk about all in. That's all in. David Moore, three punt returns. Here's the big part. He caught them all. 
He caught them all and even had a couple nice returns. A nine-yard return, a 21-yard return. Mason Crosby made all three of his field goal attempts, made all of his extra points. You know, the, the one problem, if you want to call it that, on special teams was Corey Borges, the guy who's been the most consistent part of the special teams all season. He had a shank. Golfers don't want to hear that. I don't say that word. But they put together four quarters and they really only needed three quarters. And it's not, this is something that when, when Aaron Schatz came on, we talked about this. It's not just beating good teams, which by the way, Green Bay had done. Green Bay had proven it against good teams. They'd already done it. They, they beat playoff teams already. They beat the 49ers. They beat the Bengals. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Rams. They have wins against these playoff opponents. And, and one of these AFC North teams is going to make it. They've already beaten all of them. So they, they've done that part of it. What they hadn't really done is just come out and from start to finish, stepped on someone's throat. And they did that in this game. Not only did they take a lead at halftime, 23, but they extended the lead coming out of halftime. And they didn't even play great ball, not flawless ball in the first quarter. They played okay. I mean, this is, I, I made this joke on Twitter. They scored 37 points for a like a B offensive performance. High B, low B plus. Like one of those where your, your professor is like, oh yeah, I'll give you a B plus for an 87. Uh, you know, it, it's like they weren't even great and they put up 37. That's that's how talented and capable this offense is. And that's something that I certainly want to dig into a little bit more. I, I want to focus on a particular part of that offense in, in just a second. But let me let me also add that in this game, Green Bay with four of five. Backups on the field. Yash Nijman, third string left tackle. Dennis Kelly, backup right tackle. You've got the only starter really out there is your rookie, Royce Newman. Lucas Patrick is the backup center. And John Runyon Jr. was not the preferred starter open training camp. Do I know why that is? No, he did ultimately beat out Lucas Patrick. And so if you want to say two of five, cool, but not really because Elton Jenkins would be the left guard if everyone were healthy. And they ran over the Minnesota Vikings, even in garbage time, 32 carries for 174, a 5.4 yard per carry average. Aaron Jones had 76 yards on eight carries. AJ Dillon had 63 yards on 14 carries, four and a half yards, a carry for him, Aaron Jones. Almost 10 yards a carry for him if we're rounding. A.J. Dillon had the pair of touchdowns. This is January football. Welcome to January. Welcome to January in Green Bay. The Packers can run the ball. They played defense. And Aaron Rodgers did everything that Aaron Rodgers normally does with Devontae Adams to be as unstoppable as they were in this football game. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bars in your plan. I introduced them to my family 
over the holidays. They were a success by any measure. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. That's why. And they're maybe even better than a candy bar. If for no other reason, then I actually keep these in my cabinet. I wouldn't keep candy in my cabinet to just casually eat because that wouldn't be good for my body. Built Bars are. And they taste incredible. They taste incredible, but are still good for you. Low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein, high in fiber. You can feel good about putting them in your body. So whether your idea of a happy new year is just, hey, I'd like to make one or two better decisions a day about my health. Built Bar can be one of them. Or if you're trying to commit to a lifestyle change, to get healthier, to eliminate the sweets, but you still want that, that nice treat, Built Bar can deliver it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 at, for 15% off at Built.com. And if you're like me, just about every day, you stare into the cabinet going... Well, I don't have anything good to eat, you know? And if you're a cheese head, you probably love cheese as much as you love the green and gold. You know how the best part of the grilled cheese sandwich is the cheese that melts off in the pan and gets crunchy? Well, Just the Cheese made a bar out of just that. Also introduced these to my family over the holidays and also a big success. Just the Cheese brings you cheese, 100% cheese, no fluff, no filler like you've never had it before, just as a salty baked snack. It's cheese and crackers without the crackers, which means without the unnecessary carbs. My favorite, the jalapeno with the spicy cheesy combo. And it's not so spicy that you're burning your face off. Even my toddler can handle it, though he likes spicy foods. We have learned that about him. No complicated recipes or almond flour that makes you feel like you're eating a health food, just natural cheese baked until it's crunchy to give you that great taste of Wisconsin cheese with the crackle of a cracker. Locked on Packers listeners can support two Midwest businesses like buying just the cheese at Quick Trip. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I said this during the game. There were times in this football game where you just go, what else is there to say? I mean, what else do you say? And then, of course, on cue, the answer is touchdown. What they did in the first half, and, and you know they didn't have the same sort of urgency in the second half, but Devontae Adams, 11 catches, a buck 36, and a touchdown. He breaks his own Packers receiving record. And what they did on some of these go routes, the transition goes, and the just the check with me's and the RPOs, it's special. It's special, the kind of connection that these guys have. And I don't even want to dive down the rabbit hole of the reports from Sunday from Ian Rappaport about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers feeling like he's going to come back and they want him back and he's going to be a priority and that, you know, Devontae Adams is probably going to get the franchise tag. Those reports are out there. I think they need to be acknowledged, so I'm acknowledging them. But that's not the discussion here and now. This group, this duo is special and I hope, I hope that everyone is appreciating what we're watching. Not because it's going to end, but just because it is special. How many times in the NFL in the last 15 years 
have we seen the best quarterback in the league? Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP with the best receiver in the league. Devontae Adams is going to be first team all pro. Number one in pro football focus grades, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The best quarterback, the best receiver. And it's not just like it used to be with, with Montana and Rice where, man, Jerry Rice is open every play. And he's just killing teams on slants. And the West Coast offense is this phenomenon. And it's just like, there's what are you supposed to do? Joe Montana, pinpoint accurate. Jerry Rice, always open. Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver to ever play. Arguably the greatest player to ever play. My case is he is the greatest singular player who has ever played football. What the Packers do with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, to me, and this is also important as we look forward here, can make them matchup proof. If Devontae Adams catches one pass in the NFC Championship game that he dropped, the Packers probably go to the Super Bowl. If Rodgers makes one split-second decision sooner to throw to Devontae Adams, the Packers might go to the Super Bowl. But even last year, I don't think we saw this level of connectivity between the star quarterback and the star receiver. They're making plays three, four times a game where you just go, he's not open on neither, neither of the first half throws, the transition go throws, is Devontae Adams really open. But Rodgers essentially completes a long handoff to him. Now, he went back to him a couple times and forced it into coverage and didn't make some accurate throws as well. Can't be perfect. Who are the teams in the NFC that have any hope of stopping those two guys? Because, and and there were some some tweets, you know, I know your, your mileage may vary on Pro Football Focus, but if you look at some of their numbers, you know, Trevon Diggs in Dallas, he, he's not going to, he's going to cook. He's going to cook Diggs, Devontae Adams is. He does not have a chance to cover Devontae Adams. And you look at what's going on in Tampa Bay. They almost got beat by Zach Kyle Wilson. They got, they, they needed a, a Tom Brady magic performance at the end. To beat the Jets, the freaking Jets. That secondary is in disarray. Devontae Adams is going to cook that secondary. The Rams, we already saw it. They had no answers for Adams all game. Matt LaFleur knows how to attack that team. These two players can almost single-handedly Take them to the promised land. They are that good. They are that talented. And they are working on a level that we just haven't seen. This is Montana Rice level play. And it is the kind of thing that you can get to a Super Bowl behind. And when you add in what Aaron Jones is, explosive runner. First time in his career, he's had 225 plus yard runs, according to Rob Domofsky. 
A.J. Dillon, hammer inside, goal line, red zone, low red zone threat especially. You get what you got from Alan Lazard. One big play and a bunch of steady plays. He had six catches for 72 and the touchdown. He becomes, or he helps Rodgers become, the quarterback who has thrown more passes against the Vikings, TD passes, than any other quarterback in NFL history, passing Brett Favre. Same combo that helped Rodgers pass Brett Favre in franchise history in terms of touchdowns. This this offense was Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and then you sprinkle in the other guys. Josiah DeGuara drops a touchdown or this game is even more out of hand than it was already. That play cost the Packers four points. Again, this was a high B, low B plus offensive performance. They scored 37 against a Mike Zimmer defense because Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are just that good. They are just that dominant. The Cowboys couldn't stop. I mean, can you name the receiver for Arizona? I can because I just did an interview about it. But can you name the receiver for the Cardinals that caught two touchdown passes against the Cowboys? And if you can, did you know who he was before today? That team, they're not stopping Devontae Adams. Mike McCarthy knows good and damn well his team has no answers for Devontae Adams, at least at the secondary position. You have to hope that Randy Gregory and Micah Parsons and, and Demarcus Lawrence can create enough problems on the front end that they don't get torched on the back end. Maybe a giggity is deserved there. And I I understand that it takes 11 players to make this work. But the way that the Packers have put this thing together, the way that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are playing. It is like they're the only two guys out there. Because that that is how it is. The first go route, you get single coverage. On the outside, Aaron Rodgers identifies it. Man or zone, it is really hard on a three-step drop to get your safety over the top. Man or zone. And then you put him in the slot. Again, man or zone. It is really hard to carry Devontae Adams with a two-way go where he's defending grass. That makes it really difficult. That duo is special, and it is the kind of thing that can help bring the Packers to the promised land. Hey, Packer fans, this is Peter Bukowski, your host, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code Touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back just comes right back to your account. Cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen of the day. Uh, we appreciate all of you who come and make us a part of your daily routine and you are a part of ours 
in that same way. A couple things I want to mention here before we before we finish up. Uh, number one, what's up, Paul Allen? And number two, uh, the Packers have some decisions to make this week. And we're going to have plenty of time to talk about them. And we'll probably find out, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, what decisions are going to be in the works for the Packers in terms of how they handle this week 18 game. I would expect Aaron Rodgers has played his last snap in 20, well, in the 2021 season, in this regular season. And then you rest him to get the toe right and everything that you need to do there uh, moving forward. It is going to be a Jordan Love special on Sunday. And that is important for a number of reasons. I mentioned, you know, the reports about Aaron Rodgers and and the Packers thinking that he's going to come back. If he does, in fact, come back, um, then you have a showcase game for for Jordan Love and you could be getting a, a Matt Flynn situation. That's what you want. You want to build a game plan around making sure Jordan Love can succeed. You want to get your guys healthy. It's going to be Juwan Winfrey and Equinemius St. Brown and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Dominique Daphne and, and Patrick Taylor. So it's not going to look like it might otherwise look. It's not going to, He's not going to be throwing a Devontae Adams. But it's the right call. Adam's not going to play. Aaron Jones, probably not going to play. A.J. Dillon, probably not going to play. Jair Alexander, almost certainly not going to play. Now, Jair Alexander is COVID positive or is on the COVID list. Um, Now, he can still be back next week, but without practice reps, do they really want to throw him out there? I, I think you can feel confident that Jair Alexander, who went through a normal offseason, went through camp, played the first month of the year, and is a special player, is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You don't need to worry about it. He's going to be out there. He's going to be fine. David Bakhtiari, he doesn't need to play. He's going to be fine. One thing one thing I do want to mention, though, on the topic of the Rodgers future is the last time we got the Packers on Monday or Sunday night, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were, were effusive in their uh, praise of Aaron Rodgers and insistent that they believed based on his body language and the things he said that he was coming back, that he wanted to stay in Green Bay. And then in this game, they dropped this nugget that Aaron Rodgers said in their conversation that the relationship and any relationship takes two people and that He could have called up Brian Gutekinst and said, hey, I want to be a part of these conversations. He could have said, hey, I want to be involved in in the draft picks. And he didn't. That is huge, guys. That is huge because he knows that they're going to say that on air. He knows that they're going to put that out there. If it were the other way around, you might think, okay, well, this could be part of negotiations, but Rodgers doesn't really benefit tactically in terms of getting maximizing his own leverage from saying that. He doesn't benefit. He would only say it if that's the truth. 
So this is this is a, a bit of a sidetrack from what we were talking about, but you you want to be safe with these guys with the understanding that you still need to go all in and this is still going to be the thing, the last dance. It might not be the last dance. If you think Rodgers is coming back, does that make you handle week 18 any differently? Maybe, maybe not. But it it could potentially change how you view the Jordan Love situation. Because there, there is a scenario where Jordan Love is on this team next year and so is Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely, there is a scenario. And in fact, in some ways, I think it's the most likely scenario. The Packers are going to have to figure out what to do with the salary cap situation in order to tag Devontae Adams, you know, blah, 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 blah. They have a vested interest, no matter what, whether Jordan Love is the quarterback or Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. They have a vested interest in Jordan Love playing well this week because he's either trade bait or he's the future. And so you you don't have to figure that out. Presumably you have a good handle on it now. This would be the icing on the cake for you. If you can get good play from him, I don't think it changes how you view what you're going to do with Aaron Rodgers. They want him back at the very least for 2022. But maybe it amplifies what you're able to get for him. There are going to be plenty of quarterback needy teams. Pittsburgh desperately needs a quarterback. Would the Browns entertain a quarterback change in, in, in it, on a team that where you have a, a quarterback who knows the offense? Same tree. There are, there are always people watching, always people scouting. So is it going to be a Matt Flynn Lions situation? Remember, that was Lions too. I mean, you never want to predict six touchdowns. But the Packers have a vested interest in making sure that that gets that, 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 that is at least on the table, that Jordan Love succeeds. You don't want to just throw the game away. And the good news is, and I think this is interesting too, the, the difference is uh, you don't need to run the Aaron Rodgers offense. So you're not giving anything away. You can run the full Matt LaFleur experience with Jordan Love because it's different enough from what you're going to run down to down play to play with with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and you get to put some new stuff on tape, make defenses go. Wait, they 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 could run that play. They could do that thing. We haven't seen them do that yet. You you put all kinds of wacky shit on tape and make teams go. Oh, we have to defend all of that. It is something that I understand. Not everyone wants to talk about, but. We're going to see Jordan Love this week, and that has ramifications, and so we're going to talk about that too. We have plenty of time to talk about the Packers in the playoffs. That's not happening for at least two weeks. So we're going to have to talk about some other stuff. We're going to talk about this team. We're going to talk about opponents. We're going to talk about the future. All that stuff coming up this week and beyond. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.